the show you listen to rail of sports on the voice of america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters i hope you all can hear me well and uh i'm gonna tell you what matters to me it's still just a game still just a game and those folks out there i don't care if you're from that place up north or where you're from it's just a game it's just a bunch of kids out there trying to do the best that they possibly can with the with the weight of the world on their shoulders many times, and they're going to make mistakes. It's, it's just a game. Still just a game. Death threats, forget about it. We don't need any of that. So that's what matters to me. I'm going to take up for that school up north and for the punter, and I'm just going to say it's, it's still just a game. That's all it is. It's not, it's not worth anybody because you really don't know. There are so many people out there today. They, it might be an idle threat to somebody, but... I think as of recently, there's been quite a few, you know, mass murders going on out here in society. And when you go take a look back at some of their social status, they kind of led on to kind of let you know what you might anticipate them actually carrying out. So to say that this young kid plays for the University of Michigan, the punter. You know, is his life at stake? You you just don't know. But I tell you what, it's still just a game. So with that in mind, you know, I, I hope those people out there, if you can hear me, uh, you got a friend, uh, let your friend know and let their friends know. It's just a game. The life threats, for, no, that's taken way too far. If you lost some money, you should have never bet from the very beginning. Uh, this is for entertainment purposes only. The only people who win or lose money are the players. You win and lose money by the more games you win, then you get to make it to the playoffs and you get a little extra bonus. You go further into the playoffs, you get a little extra bonus. You go further and you win a championship, you get even more of a bonus. For everybody else, it's entertainment only. So let's get a grip. But I know we're going to talk about, and there's a lot of things we got to talk about. Man, there was a lot of stuff happening this weekend. That school up north, those two schools up north, okay? Michigan, Michigan State, wow. I mean, really? If, if you didn't know what the end was, and I, I still would want all those people who do not know what the end of that game was. I mean, if you do, you know what the end result was. Still watch that game. Great football game. Great football game. Of course, we had some other games in the pros, too. Uh, the Buckeyes, before we get to the pros, the Buckeyes decided, they, and I'm not sure I agree with Coach Meyer on this thing. You know, why let somebody know you're going to go with one or the other? Make them prepare for all three of your quarterbacks and keep the same kind of, you know, flow you've had. Because when, when one gets, you know, when one is hot, he's in there in the red zone, whatever it is. But I would not, no, I, I keep it the way I had. If it works, don't fix it. It works. <laughs> Don't fix it. Uh, the Eagles, of course, come on. You know I'm going to talk about the Eagles. We're we going to talk a little bit about the Eagles. The Eagles, I don't know where the Eagles offense has disappeared to, nor do I know where the Giants offensive line has disappeared to. But I know it's a couple quarterbacks, those two quarterbacks, 
And Eli, I like Eli. Eli's like me. He's a little brother, you know, so you got to like the little brothers. I, I like Eli. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to stick in, back there in the, in, the, in the heart of it all. What the hell is going on with Johnny Manson? Johnny, come on, Johnny, really? Ooh, you know what that's all about. We'll talk about that. And then huh, University of Louisville. Hey, man, it's, we'll talk about that. You know, you know, pay for play. Now you pay for g- girls and all. Oh, man, this is just, it's getting all out of hand. So anyway, I got Chef Julian on the line with me. Chef Julian, what's cooking out there in the heart of it all, the Hall of Fame city? What's going on there, Chef Julian? Everything is, everything's cool. Everything was cool in, uh, in the sports world, you know, for the, you know, after before Sunday, you know, Saturday was a good day for uh, everyone in Ohio. You know, Ohio State winning uh, the recent polls. Even there's even other teams in Ohio that's doing good. Toledo is undefeated. They're ranked in the top 25 in the AP polls. Um, other, you know, that uh, the but going back to Ohio State. Uh, to be honest, I think that they should stick with a certain quarterback. I mean, the system right now is working. Yeah, it is. But when you have one quarterback that's doing really well and then the other quarterback that has the ball the whole time is struggling, I think you're going to have to make some changes to that. Uh, Also, the Cleveland Browns, you know, uh, heartbreak with that. There's many problems. There's so many questions that the fans have for that game, you know, why did Mike Pettin go for two? If he would have made, if he would have went for the field goal and made it, we probably wouldn't be talking about the Brown, the Broncos winning. Uh, why did, why didn't we, uh, you know, why did Josh McCown throw throw the ball when he was about to get sacked and call an interception? Uh, you know, also the thing with Johnny Menzel. Uh, a lot of a lot of good positive uh, notes at, before Sunday's fiasco with the Browns. You know, <laughs> on top of that, Ohio State's arch rival loses. You know, uh, that the punter. To be honest, the punter did make a mistake. I'm, I'm I don't want to place blame on the punter, but he did make a mistake. After he recovered the ball, he tried to just kick it. He tried to kick the ball. At that moment, you should not kick the ball. You should have just went down. Well, I'll tell you what, what we're going to do, what we're going to do, Chef Junior, we're going to come back and we're going to get into that because I'm going to spend a lot of time uh, with that. So uh, let, let, let's can if we will. Let's go back and, and let's spend a little bit of time, um, if you will. Let, let's first talk about, um, I think we started off and we said a couple things uh, about the Cleveland Browns and that Johnny Menzel, which I am just jotting a note down here because I cannot forget it because Johnny takes over the football game. The football game now is, you know, okay, we had a chance. It was Denver and Cleveland. It's never going to be a Denver and Cleveland like it was years ago. I don't want to talk about that one, but, but Johnny is becoming such a distraction to the point whereas, you know, perhaps maybe Johnny could contribute more to the football team if Johnny could get himself together personally. I'm concerned about now the fact that Johnny's going to become more of a conversation, more of a distraction, and is Johnny even going to be there? They they cannot let this domestic violence thing go away. Roger has too much on his plate about domestic violence that now you got a girl who's been able to – uh, to show that she's had some bruises on her, 
for where either Johnny grabbed her or, or punched her or whatever. But that's an issue that the Browns are going to have to deal with more than they are, you know, about not winning football games. Is Johnny Menzel too much of a distraction? Do they need to get him out of town? Do, you know, his rehab was going well. He was drinking again. That's not going well anymore. Is Johnny becoming too much of a problem for the Cleveland Browns football team? Uh, I, I don't I don't know if he's becoming a problem. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I wanted to hear this story from the source, you know, because when, when Johnny Menzel was involved, anything could uh, come out and anything could just become the big, uh, you know, the big highlight of the story. Well, and it might not even be true. Well, the source has been the police report has said that Johnny was intoxicated. He was he wasn't drunk beyond he wasn't so but Johnny had been drinking. Johnny is a part of a rehabilitation program where he should not be drinking. That's that's part of the source. There's also the source that 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 she did acknowledge that they had been arguing. There were witnesses that saw them on the side of the road. I mean, all those things are enough to just stop and think about. It. I mean, a public display on a highway, you get out I, I mean, are you on the side of the road, have an argument with your girlfriend? Hmm, I, I don't know about that. See, see, the thing is, they they both now. Here's one thing: they both acknowledge that they were on the side of the road arguing. They both acknowledge that they uh, got stopped, by, that the cops pulled uh, pulled over and uh, talked to them. They did also both say that he was sober. And that it was not a physical altercation; it was just a verbal altercation. Okay, time now, out. Time out. I they said know. they said he was sober, but did police acknowledge that he was had been drinking? Is that correct? Uh, yes, I think the police did acknowledge that. Okay, so if there's some alcohol in your system and you're going through a rehabilitation program as a as an athlete or anybody any anybody who has problems with drugs and alcohol, it is not permitted, you know certainly not for, to your benefit, to be drinking. So that right there is, that, that's, that's a check mark against Johnny right there. It's probably, that probably has something to do with his behavior, of which I'm sure he's you know, under some type of, um, I'm going to say it's not mandated, but it, there's some type of program he's participating in where they're allowing him to still participate with the team, knowing that he has these kind of issues. And, and so he should not be drinking. That, that's just... That's a that's a red flag right there. But I'll let you go ahead and comment on that. So you don't think the drinking was that much of a problem. And, and it sounds to me, Chef, like you don't even really think this is much of a problem at all. You should just let it go. Let Johnny do what Johnny's going to do and, and concentrate on the guys that are out there playing football. Because right now, Johnny's not really contributing that much to the team. See, that, that's what I'm saying. If it was not, if there was no alcohol involved, if there was no alcohol involved and it was just an altercation, then just let, then just let, let the story die. You know, there was no, there was no reason to make it a big deal in the first place. If there was, if there was alcohol involved, then yes, it should be. It's probably going to be a problem. But at the same time, because of Johnny Menzel, either way, if there was alcohol or no alcohol involved, it's going to become a big deal. But let me ask you this. Wasn't there, wasn't there also pictures that were shown where the, the girl did have bruises? Uh, no, I, I'm not. I, I, I don't think there were pictures. Yeah, I, I saw some pictures. I, I saw some pictures online where she actually had some bruises on her arm, around her wrist area. I think she said he grabbed her or something. But still, 
uh, that being the case. So, okay, well, I'll tell you what. I'll give Johnny a pass, but I'm telling you, Johnny's not going to get a pass, nor is the league going to get a pass because of the Ray, Wright is- Ray Rice issue. Domestic violence has no place in the NFL. And then not only that, Johnny, who this is the part that's where the, pro- the, where the problem multiplies, is he's got a problem with his drugs and alcohol. Then he starts getting into a domestic dispute with his girlfriend. So now you take that and combine those two together, and that's just not good. And that's, that's, that's the problem that they're going to have to deal with because you don't want to bring alcohol into, a, system, uh, into a, a problem like that because then it just escalates. And I think that's where the problem is going to come for Johnny is, you know, he's arguing with his girlfriend and he's had a couple drinks or a drink, you know. And the fact that he, that he was, had been drinking, how do they know he wasn't intoxicated? Did, they take, did he take a test? I don't think he took a test. They didn't no breathalyzer, you know. I don't think I think they just realized it was him when they let him go. Didn't really want to have a problem. That that officer, I'm sure they're gonna be questioned, hey, did you give him a test or did you let him go because he was Johnny? I think he let him go because he was Johnny, and I'm happy that he did. I, you know, but I the, the whole domestic thing, nah, I'm not for that at all. But listen, what we're gonna do, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back and uh we're gonna continue to talk a little bit about some more football because I man, I really wanna know the Eagles, man, the offense, the offense is someplace that Eagles offense might be someplace like in Cleveland, you know, because it's certainly not in Philadelphia. It's someplace. I don't know where it's at. But Chef Julian's going to help me find it. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Chef Julian's with me. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the Cleveland Browns football team. And you always have, you know, you got Monday morning quarterbacks. You got Tuesday morning quarterbacks. You got Sunday morning quarterbacks. Everybody has the right answer the next day when it's over with. And I don't think that's always fair. I'm not one who believes in in those um you know, well, the numbers show this, you know, and the tendencies show that. You play that, but you got to play the game. Now, I, I, you know, I don't mind being aggressive, but, I, but what I believe in doing is I believe in putting points on the board. I don't believe in, you know, not getting the for sure points. And so, Chef Julian, I'm going to let you, you know, from your perspective – I guess you feel that the Browns, instead of going for two, uh, well, you think the Browns should have gone on and kicked the extra point. I'm okay with kicking the extra point. I'm, I'm not okay with necessarily, you know, playing for the two because a lot of times, you know, in this case, if, if, it's, if it's 20 to 16 and, you know, you go for the two, then basically if you go for two, that's 22 and they got if they score, then you know they could go for for two points, but they're certainly going to go for a tie. So they they got twenty two when they score. So if they're either extra point or if they go for two, then you know they go for the two, and then you're going to have to come back and kick a field goal. But the bottom line to me, you know what that all says? That all says to me is, damn, you you you're telling me they're going to score. You're telling me that you don't think your defense can hold them. What do you think about that? I mean, why, why are you worried about? I just want one point more than what they have. I don't want to say I don't think my defense is going to stop them. I don't want to say I think their offense is much better than my defense, and I don't care if they got Peyton Manning on the other side. Peyton ain't been playing great anyway. But what's your perspective on that? Do you think that when somebody says, well, we got to worry that they might get some extra, you're just telling your defense you're worried that they're going to score on you. Go ahead, Chef Julian. Yeah, I, I really think that just that there there was a lot of problems with that two point conversion. One, it showed that he didn't have faith in his defense. That was a, that was a good that was a good point that you made right there. Uh, and two, it showed that he really did not. I don't think he really realized what the possible score would have been. Maybe I don't think he knew the current situation of the clock and all of the whole game. So I think really if he would have went for just the field, just the extra point, I seriously think that the Browns would have won that game because they did not have time to. Uh, they didn't even because at the end they had missed. They had clock problems with the Brown with the Broncos. They mismanaged the clock and they ran out of time. If they would have ran out of time back at that at the end of the fourth, the Browns would be celebrating the win at that time. But they didn't go. They didn't go for uh, the extra point. They went for two, and now the Browns are yet again disappoint. Have have another disappointing loss for another disappointing season. Well, you know, and one thing about it, you know, 
I, I really like the addition of the two point conversion uh, and play the way they the way they you know factored it in by you know moving the extra point back and and, and moving the the two point conversion actually closer. But you also got to think about this. There, there's a time where you know football. A yard is what football was all about. I, I got to go back to the old Woody Hayes, you know, three yards in a cloud. It was three yards in a cloud of dust. It wasn't one yard or two yards. It was three yards in a cloud of dust. Three yards was something that you thought about as a challenge to get. Three yards was difficult. Fourth and one, third and one, third and two, fourth and two on the goal line and two yards to go. Those were almost gimmies. It was only you didn't really get concerned until you had three yards to go, and 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 t- and today's game is just a little bit surprising to me. That short yardage situations consisting of three yards or less is so difficult to get. The men on the other side of the ball, the same men that were there before, you know, and and really a running play. You know, that's what football's all about. The bottom line is, okay, the ball's going to get snapped. We coming at you. You coming at us. Who wants to get it? Who, who wants You going to stop me? I'm going to stop you. But I, I, I got to go back, and I got, you know, I got to just look at Patton, you know, you know, what are you saying to your defense? I just don't understand what a head coach, you know, looks ahead and thinks about a situation this defense will be in, and he's basically going to say, I don't have confidence in my defense. I, I, if I, I might do a Ray Lewis and get my ass up and walk over there and say to them, Coach, hold on, what's, what's going on, man? Go, go for the one point. What, what are you telling us? You, you don't think we can stop them? That's, that's really where I have the problems with. And I, well, I, you know, if you're the Browns, you know, maybe I could see. But it, I, I think just in general, across the board, I think there's a lot of teams out there that don't show enough faith in their defense. And I, and I, you know, I don't care if it's an offensive type of game, you know, passing game. So what? Two things can happen bad on the pass play. Yeah, interception incomplete. You know, so only one bad thing can happen, you know, if you run the ball, you just don't get it. So I, I just I just don't get that with Julian. So, you know, but yeah, and another thing, um, real quick, I'm sorry, it's it's kind of ironic that he did not have faith in his defense when his defense is the reason why they got that hit a touchdown in the first place. I mean, Carlos Dansby picked off Peyton Manning and returned it for a touchdown. That's the whole reason why you had the extra point in the first place. And, Pey- and, we, and we know, you know, Peyton is not the Peyton, you know, of five years ago. You know, Peyton still, you know, I still, he still gets his ball. He gets the ball out of his hands so fast that, to be honest, Peyton shouldn't be the most challenging quarterback to intercept his balls because Peyton doesn't like to hold the ball. So a lot of times what you think you're going to see, you're going to see it. If it's in front of you, you probably can break on that. Now, if it's deep, he's still going to let it go, you know, and, you know, about two seconds off the line of scrimmage. It's going outside. It's going to be deep outside. It ain't deep down the middle. It's going to be deep outside. It's going to be a goal route. And so your safety should be able to break and get that. I, I just think that people are not really watching film on Peyton Manning and preparing the way in which they should because there should be a lot of squatting going on and a lot of breaking on balls and just practice catching balls. And I think Peyton could be intercepted a lot more than he is. But, you know, who am I to say? 
you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But okay, let's let, let's move on. Um, I do want to talk a little bit more. I want to stay in the state of Ohio if we can, because I I want to go back and and talk to you a little bit about you were saying, Chef, about them Buckeyes. And and here's what I believe. I like I said, if it works, don't fix it. And so if you've got people that are preparing for all three of your quarterbacks, and now you want to change it, and to the point where I believe now what he's saying to JT Baird is 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 your show. So what we're going to do, what we've done all season long is, you know, we've been having everybody involved, but now we're just going to get you involved. The game plan is going to be centered around you. And, you know, these other people come in, maybe, maybe they may come in, they may not come in. But I, I just think that it's so much more difficult to prepare for all three of these quarterbacks. And you don't know who you're really going to have to be concerned with until the day of the game when whoever's hot is who he goes with. But if he makes a determine that he's going to go with one person, I think they got a better chance to prepare for one person. And and I, I still, it's college football, but still, I still don't like quarterbacks running the ball all the time. I just don't, I think that should be a, 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 a component of the offense. But, uh, you know, putting my quarterback in harm's way, you know, I, I don't know about that. But anyway, I, I think the Buckeyes have been effective the way they are. I, I think everybody... Is warning this is Urban's doing what everybody wanted him to do. Okay, give me one guy to prepare for. Harbaugh's gonna be happy as hell he's got one guy to prepare for, as opposed to three guys. But you think he should go with JT Bear? Uh, I honestly I honestly think he should go with JT Bear. You know, because when you look at the numbers, they yeah, JT Barrett struggled a little, but not as much as Cordell. Cordell Jones has struggled in almost every single game. JT Barrett has struggled in maybe one, in one, maybe even two games. Uh, JT Barrett has also led his team to numerous drives to in, in the end zone. He can also finish in the red zone, which is some, which is another thing that Cordell Jones has shown that he cannot do. And, you know, Cordell Jones, most of his touchdowns are deep passes, you know, 50 yards, 60 yards, maybe even 40 yards. Most of J.T. Bears' uh, touchdowns are when they get inside the red zone. So when you need to get those extra yards in that first down or that touchdown in the red zone, I think you're going to need to go to J.T. Bear because seven points and three points makes a big difference, especially in a college football game. Yeah, the only thing I would say – and I understand with, you know, the example that you gave, but the thing about it when JT Baird uh, is in there and he's playing, you basically, again, you know what his strength is, you know what his weakness is. When 12 Gage is in there, you know he's taking it over the top. Uh, but also when 12 Gage is in there, you got a running game. And, and it's not like we got to understand it. The offense might not have been, be at, but, but the, the offense is still just as productive as it was before. He may not be putting the points up, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of good things happening still when 12 gauge is in there. So, I, again, I, I see what you're saying. At the end, we win. That's all I care about. Notice I said we. That's right. We win at the end. And that's all makes a difference to me. So as long as we, we decide to, to stay with what's working best, and I guess that's what they're doing now, and it's what's working best, and no personalities, nothing else factored into it. Nobody got in trouble. Nobody got kicked off the team. It's production, and he and Urban had his plan the whole time. That the production was going to decide at this point in time of the season. Uh, I don't think it's because it just revealed itself. I think he said, okay, when I get to this week, I'm going to make my decision. 
All right, I'm going to make my decision. We're going to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me is it's just a game. It's still just a game. So all those folks up there in that state up that state up north there, you know, just just realize it, it's just a game. And uh, the kid, the punter, you know, so he 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 dropped the ball, he fumbled the ball, he did. It's just a game. It's entertainment purposes only. Anything other than that, the entertainment value of that game was off the chain. You'll never forget it for the rest of your life. The results of it, okay, that might bother you, but you still had a great afternoon of football. It kept you to the, it, you were sitting on the edge of your seat. It wasn't over till it's over. You couldn't go nowhere. You couldn't call nobody. You couldn't talk to nobody. You didn't, you didn't want to talk to anybody who called you. had to be crazy. You weren't answering your phone. You might have been tweeting and all that stuff, but you weren't answering your phone. You got what you wanted. Great football game. Great football game. Chef Julian is back. So, Chef, I just, uh, I, I just, every time I come back, of course, you know, I always got to let people know what matters to me. And I, it, it matters to me. It's just still a game. And so the young man, the punter up there at the University of Michigan, I said it. Uh, just, hey, give him a break. Let him go. Uh, death threats, no room for anything like that in, in, this, uh, in today's society. And so we're going to um, hopefully give that kid a break. But, uh, hey, there's somebody out there that uh, is finally getting a break himself. Uh, people are realizing that perhaps maybe. Uh, but we've always seen the talent there. Uh, it's starting to reveal itself. I think he's undefeated for the first time in a long time this part of the year. We're talking Cam Newton, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Chef Julian, how you? Cam's Cam's doing his thing, man. 
Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, uh, I mean, he showed what he could do his rookie year. Came out of out of nowhere, uh, breaking records like it was like it was he was back in college. I mean, he he showed thing. He showed promise. Definitely showed promise his uh, rookie year, and he's been adding on to it. Had a couple injuries, nagging injuries in the first, in the second, and third seasons. But now, I mean, I think he's getting over those injuries. He's healthy. And he's showing what he could do as a quarterback. And I'm, I'm going to tell you one thing. He, he showed some amazing work. Anybody who can go into Seattle, face that 12th man, and come out a victor, that's somebody who needs to be noticed. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, that, that, that is something to acknowledge. In fact, you got 12th man in there, and, uh, you know, you're going in there. They, they've got most of the weapons that they had this year. You know, Beast Mode was back. Uh, he contributed a little bit. Uh, Russell was playing well. Uh, but Cam, I think he's done it twenty something odd times, you know. In in the fourth quarter, he's able to bring his team back and 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 win some games, and uh, and he's been doing a good job of doing that. Uh, what will make you? What what would you be satisfied in terms of Cam's production at the end of the year if if he was able to do what? Make it to the playoffs, go deep into the playoffs, win a Super Bowl. What's the success? Uh, the chart for success for for Cam Newton at this time. I think if he does kind of not 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 the same thing as this person, but kind of the same, if he does the thing that Mark Sanchez did, lead his team to the uh, championship game, not just this year, next year, a few years, before a few years, not just like I'm not saying like. Well, let's just stay, let's just year. stay with let's just stay with this year. What are you expecting out of him this year? Does he does he need to make the playoffs? Does he need to win a playoff game? Does he need to make it to the AFC Championship? Does does uh, does he need to make it to the uh, Super Bowl? I'm expecting one or two playoff wins out of Cam Newton this year. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's ready to step up and make it like a win in the conference championship games or a win in the Super Bowl. I don't know if he's there yet, but he will get there. I'm, I'm telling you, he will get there. I do not I, – I, there's not a doubt in my mind there's a ring in Cam Newton's future. Well, you, you think there's a ring in his future? Definitely. Oh, wow. Well, that's good. Well, well, certainly if, if Cam won, obviously somebody on the other side of the ball lost. And, and, and Russell, I mean – it's hard. I don't think people realize how hard it is to get to a Super Bowl. But then to get to a Super Bowl and win is it's almost like impossible. And then to come back the following year and get there and lose in the dramatic form of which they lost is, is draining. Uh, do you think that there's some letdown now? Obviously, some players on their team have been able to make some changes and better their personal situations so the team isn't the same team that won a Super Bowl uh, two years ago and, and played last year. But w- what's going on with, with Russell Wilson? Are we, are we concerned with Russell? Are we okay with Russell? Russell okay mentally? Uh, Russell still leading his teams? Teams still got confidence in him? You know, they still got confidence in Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll's name's come up about USC. Pete Carroll says that's not happening. Uh, what's going on there with Russell Wilson and, and, and the Seattle Seahawks? You know, I think they really are still getting into the, like, still trying to gel together. You know, there's been some additions to the team, you know, with Jimmy Graham, and, uh, you know, there's been that the holdout with Cam Chancellor. I think the team is starting to mesh together. 
that you definitely saw it in this previous game with the Carolina Panthers that they're starting to gel and they're starting to get back into that mode that they were in that just could go on a eight-game win streak and possibly just wipe out everybody in the NFC like they did last year and the year before. Yeah, Jimmy but, Graham uh, Jimmy Graham is certainly starting to show up a little bit more in there, and I'm sure Jimmy's, you know, kind of happy perhaps maybe he's not in, in down there with the Saints, you know, but uh, he's starting to show up a little bit more, and maybe he's a little bit more happy. Uh, but 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 the jail, yeah, it could be the chemistry is such that now they understand this is the team. Everybody's gone is gone. Everybody who's here is here. This is the team we've got to play with. This is the team we got to win with. You know, the media needs to stop talking about our coach leaving. Uh, the media needs to stop talking about the people that have left this team, and, and and we need to just come together as a team and and find that that chemistry, whereas we can win as opposed to losing, because we're not accustomed to seeing them lose this time of the year. Not not at all. You're used to seeing them maybe uh, have a win, have a few wins in a row, then have maybe a loss or two, and then that's when people start to question, is this the Super Bowl winning uh, uh, Seahawks that we were used to? Is this the Seahawks that we saw? Is this the lead in the boom, or is this just uh, a different Seahawks team? And then they just tell you, then they can just listen to that, they block all that out, and they say, no, we're the same team, then they go on another uh, win streak, then they wipe out everybody in the NFC, and they're back in the Super Bowl like they were the dominant team that they were. But it's just, I you haven't seen this many losses in the beginning of the season and at a time like this since they've gotten to the Super Bowl. The, so uh, this is where... You, is that something you think is is it time to start worrying, or you still think they? I mean, uh, the Cardinals lost, uh, so they're not. You know, we don't have to think the fact that Cardinals are unbeatable. We we know they can be beat, um, and and that was a surprising. You know, loss for uh, for the Cardinals. Uh, but are you ready to throw the towel in with them? No, I don't think they should throw the towel in. Uh, with the Seahawks, I don't think the Seahawks should throw the towel in. I mean, they're they're they look ready to to turn into that team that everybody knows that they can turn into. You know, the Legion of Boom can come back to being the Legion of Boom. You know, Beast Mode can finally uh, turn back into Beast Mode. You know, Russell Wilson can be the Russell Wilson that we saw two years ago against the Broncos and the other teams and. And I think that this team is making a turnaround. And I think that that turnaround started last this past Sunday. I mean, they didn't come out with the win, but they showed that they are pro- that they showed progress. And that's the best thing that you can do for a team that is that doesn't even has a real identity yet. I mean, they lost their identity. I mean, the Legion of Boom. Nobody's really afraid of them now. Like people walk in there, and walk, people are walking into the to their stadium, not afraid. Yeah. And you saw it with Cam, uh, Cam Newton. He was not afraid to step up and and he sl- and slaying the arm and just making plays. And he ended up beating the Seahawks. But they're going to have to gel. And if they don't do it soon, this could turn into a bad season for the Seahawks. Not just any bad season. I'm talking losing season. Yeah, well, yeah, because, uh, I mean, Arizona Cardinals look like, you know, it's only, you know, six game into the season, but, you know, Arizona Cardinals, you know, are up 4-2 uh, 
uh, at the top of the division there. And uh, Seahawks, of course, they've got uh, just the opposite. They've got they got four losses, you know, and that. Again, we're customarily looking at them, but that was many losses for an entire season, and not uh, and, and not necessarily, um, you know, this time of the year. But okay, let, let's um, let, let's talk about that a little bit. You know, you got the Arizona Cardinals. That are, you, you think the Arizona Cardinals can bounce back? Can they? Can they? Um, you know, hold on to that 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 division. I mean, really, the Forty ers didn't look. I mean, surprisingly. All of a sudden, uh, everybody's talking about running the, the big fill out there. You know, all of a sudden he's he's not the quarterback he once was, and all of a sudden he caught fire. And 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 now I think they've got to go into Seattle, or they, I think they're playing. I don't know where the game's at, uh, but is that something where the Forty Niners? Who who's going to really challenge the Cardinals if the Seahawks aren't the one? Is it the Rams? You know, who are in second place, one game behind them, uh, or is it going to be the Forty ers uh, in that in that division, what do you think? To be honest, I think that I, I think that the Rams could challenge everyone for that uh, division title. I mean, I don't I don't even think that the Rams will be at the bottom of this division uh, come the end season. This team, they have a defense. They have the defense. They have they needed some pieces for that offense, and I think they found it with Nick Foles. And uh, and I think that this team can. Honestly, they can they can make some uh, they can make some headways in the uh, NFC West, and I think that really I don't know if they will, but they could uh, possibly win the division. Well, one thing about it, I, I don't know why you know Jeff's you know Jeff seems to be uh, one of those coaches that everybody tends to have some type of respect for, and uh, he's won some games. He's done pretty good, at, you know, at, you know, and got his teams ready and prepared, but. Uh, hasn't won a Super Bowl yet, but uh, but you're right. I I think that team is one of which I, everybody's waiting for the Rams to do something. You know, I I think, and they're at the top, so it couldn't be a Cinderella or anything like that. I've always liked. I came here in 2006, and I've always liked the way the Arizona Cardinals play defense. It's just when there's times for them to make the big plays at the end of the game, you know, they don't always come up with them, but. For 58 minutes, I, I just like the way they play defense. And who knows, we might see them play defense for 60 minutes for the rest of this season. But we're certainly going to see what happens because defense is what's going to win a championship for them. Uh, we're going to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. This is going to be our last break. Got Chef Julian with me. We're going to take this break and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
spies are especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Railroad Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like a matter. Chef Julian is on the phone with me from the Hall of Fame City. Uh, Chef, I got some good games out there coming up. I got Baltimore, Arizona. I got uh, Philly, and I apologize. I said to Cam coming out of AFC. Of course, I meant the NFC. Uh, Philly playing against, uh, against Cam and his boys. Uh, Dallas and the Giants. Uh, Oakland, the Raiders and the Chargers. Of those games, what excites you? What, what game you want to make sure that you see between those? Again, I got the Raiders and the Chargers. You got the Cowboys and the Giants. You got the Eagles and Carolina. And you got Baltimore and Arizona. What's the best game right there in your mind? I'm going to say the Carolina Panthers versus the Philadelphia Eagles. And here's why. The Panthers are the only team that run, that run the ball more than they pass the ball. And the Philadelphia Eagles have a very, very bad run defense. I want to see if they can hold up against the Carolina Panthers. But uh, but you got to want to see, uh, e- even though, again, you're not going to have uh, Romo, Tony's not going to be in there, but but anytime the Giants and the Cowboys are playing each, against each other, I want to see that. And for some reason or other, Eli is just, you know, Eli, he, he needs an elite line to be blocking for him. He can get away every now and then. Eli's not the best scrambler in the world. We know that. Eli's a very intelligent quarterback. He's always got his head up, eyes down the field, trying to find his receivers. He knows where they're at. But the line, you just can't let the guys just, you know, come, don't touch him and tackle him. That that just can't happen. But but the Giants and the Cowboys are good. But I'm going to tell you what I really think it is. I'm going to tell you what I think the game is. I think it's the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens and the Arizona Cardinals. I think that's a good football game. I think that's a good football game. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. But anytime the Raiders play the Chargers, California is just a different kind of state. You know that the Raiders want to beat up on them pretty boys in those uniforms that the Chargers wear. You know that. And do you believe the Raiders can beat Phillip Rivers and his boys? To be honest, I, I think they can. I mean, they're, 
they have a tremendous defense with Khalil Mack, Justin Tuck. I mean, one of the best defensive lines in the game today. When you look at the linemen that they have, you would just think that nobody could stop this one. They have tremendous pass rushing defense. They have tremendous pass defense led by Charles Woodson, who I am ashamed to say picked off uh, picked off another uh, Browns quarterback uh, in the past. I don't want to talk about that this season. <laughs> um, uh, he also they also have you know a promising offense. You know, Amari um, um, Cooper is uh, playing like he did in college, which was dominant. You know, and that's that's crazy to say a rookie is playing dominant. He is playing a dominant game. One of the at the top of receptions, not not number one, but he's in the top ten. Uh, and that's the question: Is David Carr going to be able to pass against this Chargers defense? I mean, that's going to be the big game. And is Philip Rivers going to be able to pass against this? Raiders defense is that offensive line going to hold up against that defensive line? This is a really good game to watch. It might just not be. It might be underrated because of the because of the names. But to be honest, because of these players, it's going to be a big game to watch. Yeah, I'll tell you what. It's uh, any any time the Raiders and the Chargers get together, that, that's always a, a a good football game. And uh, I'm you know I'm a, I'm a Raider fan at heart deep down. You know, Browns are there, the Eagles are there, but there's some Raider inside of me too. You know, I just like what the Raiders just mean, nasty football team. And I want to see him win. I, I really do, you know, which I, I'm good to see. I'm happy to see Charles doing what he's doing because I, you know, experienced some of the things that he did anytime. And I think, you know, they don't do this enough. When there's a cornerback who's physical enough to move to safety, he's going to give you all the advantages in the world back there roaming the field. And he can make any, he can go for a, he can go from sideline to sideline. To be in the middle of the field and break on the ball and intercept a pass from the middle of the field that's on the sideline, that corner can get there. He's got the kind of speed that he can get there. And, it, and it's really, man, you just feel like, really? Am I back here? Do I get to do I get to do this? I get to finally try to intercept. I can see the ball thrown. I don't have to worry about double moves and all that. I can look at the, oh, man, and just backpedal. Whew. That's a beautiful thing. So I'm, I'm glad he's intercepting, got those two on Peyton. Didn't, you know, the whole time he's playing corner against Peyton, he couldn't get an interception. You move him to safety and he gets two in one game against Peyton uh, a couple weeks ago. So that's good. So let's, let's, let's look across the board at a couple other games. Um, i tell you what else is uh, kind of interesting to me when you look at it. Um, you know, Indianapolis is, is, is up against Drew Brees. And, again, it's a quarterback battle there. Uh, what, what do you think is probably going to happen there? Because I, uh, is, is Andrew feeling a little bit better, or is Andrew still, uh, you know, hobbling around? They say he's okay, but like, but based on his play, I don't think they realize he's not okay. You know, he might, he might look, he might be healthy, but his, but the way he's playing right now, he might as well be hurt. He's throwing. Too many interceptions. I mean, interceptions was a has been a problem for him, but they're more than he's gotten in many se- in uh, the seasons that he's been in so far. Uh, he's he's. It seems like he doesn't. He's not like in sync with his wide receivers. He's throwing it some places where there there are no wide receivers. Just throwing it into into no man's land where it's just. One person there, and he's on the other team. And interceptions, all types of interceptions from completely different angles. Uh, then you have 
on the other side, Drew Brees. And to be honest, Drew Brees is the only person there that can make anything happen. You know, he has a couple wide receivers, and he has, you know, C.J. Spiller was a nice addition to the uh, to the Saints, but there's no one else. There's nothing else for him there. Him, Mark Ingram, C.J. Spiller, a few players on offense, no defense at all, no matter how hard Bob Ryan had, uh, Rob Ryan has tried, he cannot get this defense to execute the way he usually did, you know, in Dallas and those other places, you know, even in Cleveland. But it's just been a problem for them. And I think New Orleans might just come out with the win. I think that defense is going to step up, though. I think that defense might just step up and stop these Colts. And these Colts, if they lose this game, there's no telling where they're going to be at the end of the season. Let's think about uh, – let me jump over to uh, Atlanta's got a game up against Tennessee. And we're not sure if Tennessee – well, I think Mariota – I know the coach is pretty upset about the hit. What do you think about the hit, first of all? Was it a dirty hit? Do you think it was a, you know, should it have been fine? Should it be penalized? What do you think about, what do you think should have happened on the hit of Mariota? On his I knee? Think it was a, I don't think it was a dirty hit. I mean, I, I think that they say he was pushed into him. I don't know if he was. It didn't look like he was. But at the same time, if he was targeting that, that, I don't think it would have been, it would have looked blatant. I think it would have looked more blatant, that's what I mean. It would have looked like he was going right after it. It would have looked like it was an obvious call. Uh, if, it was, if, if he really was targeting him, it would right. look so obvious right. that you would have to find it. I understand. I, I agree with you on that. Now, let's uh, real fast because we got about two minutes. Of the undefeated teams out there, who do you think is going to be the first one to lose? The Denver Broncos, and here's why Peyton Manning is not going to be able to stop. Peyton Manning is not going to be able to play his game. You, you, know, you really think you think you, you think Peyton has now become a liability to the Denver Broncos, where he was the saving grace? I would say now he's a liability. I think he is a liability. I mean, he has not. He's he's thrown more picks through six games than he than his than any other season except his rookie season. Uh, he hasn't taken he hasn't taken a snap under center, which means all his plays are from the shotgun. And not I mean I know most college teams do it, but you're not going to get far when you're just taking snaps from under from the shotgun, especially in the NFL. You're going to have to take uh, snaps under center. He's not even mobile enough to even take snaps under center. So when you think about it, there's problems right there. That's that's the biggest problem is his the shotgun formation all through the rest of the whole game. It, well, it causes problems with not only the pass defense, the run, not only the pass offense, but the rush defense offense. Well, it causes problems, and I think he's going to be a liability for the Denver Rockets. Well, Chef, I'm going to have to finish that with you next week, but I, I think that's to Payne's advantage. When he's back there, he can look at the field, he can look at the defense, he can read what's happening, uh, and him just trying to get under center and get back, he can't do it. He's getting, he's getting a little bit too old, though. The feet just don't move quite as fast as the mind does. So, thank you so much, uh, Chef Julian, calling in from the Hall of Fame City, and of course, you've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you.
you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.